peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. What's good? As I was reading um, and studying in advance, kind of reading through, actually, I listened to Alexander Scorby. If you've never listened to um, the Bible on audio, there's a man by the name of Alexander Scorby. Almost any Bible app. Well, I don't know if he read other versions. I know definitely the King James Version. If you download any Bible app that has audio and you can listen. It's probably Alexander Scorby's voice that you hear. I know that's a random side note. But anyway, as I was listening through Genesis 34, this is not what what dawned on me is not something new, but you're seeing actions and reactions and things that happen as a result of the sin of man and how these things compound generation upon generation and situation upon situation you if it is not clear when you read through your bible that we need a savior man i don't know what is if it's not clear when you're reading through your bible that we definitely needed god to to deal with the question of sin then i don't know i really don't know what to tell you because really sin would never be solved outside of the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into this. All right, so Genesis chapter 34. I'm going to attempt to just read straight through, give a little bit of commentary because there's a lot going on in Genesis chapter 34. Now, if you remember, I actually mention something about uh, Dina, the daughter of Lay, when her name was mentioned. I, and what I said in that video, I can't remember what chapter I was in. As I said, it's funny how she's mentioned because normally you don't really hear daughter's names being mentioned, especially going through the book of Genesis is rare, right? So when her name was mentioned, and, you know, I've read through the, the book of Genesis before, but when the name was mentioned, I said, ah, it mentioned her name and something very unique is going to happen. Uh, a pivotal point in the life of Israel is going to is going to happen concerning his daughter, which is why I believe her name was mentioned. Anyway, verse one of Genesis 34 and Dina, the daughter of Lay which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. Now, before I continue, Dina's name means judgment. And that that name is so apropos. And again, names are not mentioned or or children, especially in the Old Testament, are not given names by happenstance. There's a very specific reason 
these names are given. So anyway, Dina, the daughter of Lay, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. What intrigued her so much? Now, remember, they're in Canaan. What intrigued her so much that she went out to see the daughters of the land? What was it about these about these women that made her want to go out and man, let me uh, let me let me see what's going on in the town. She was just she happened to be somewhere she shouldn't have been. Now we're going to see what what plays out as a result of that. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the he, the Hivite, uh prince of the country, saw her. He took her and lay with her and defiled her. Now, often the Bible doesn't give specific details um, when it comes to situations like this. Right. So we don't have the, the, the intricate details of what happened. How did Shechem uh, uh, approach her exactly? What did he say? And and. You could read this and it would almost appear as though it wasn't consensual, but I believe this was consensual. So in my opinion, not something I would debate about. He talked to her. He smooth talked her um, and he lay with her um, and his soul clave unto Dina, the daughter of Jacob. And he loved the damsel and spake kindly unto the damsel. So there was conversations going on between them. Right. So. This is this is what leads me to believe it, it, it wasn't. So the first couple times I read through my Bible, I would get a, I would get to situations like this and my mind would immediately go to. Oh, so he just he just took her and, you know, had his way. Now, I don't think that was the case. I, I believe this was consensual and we can kind of see that when we move forward and see exactly how all of this transpired, how all of it played out. Okay, and read verse three again. And his soul clave unto Dina, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel and spake kindly unto the damsels. He was in love with her. He didn't just want to sleep with her. Now, let me tell you, the 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 biggest problem here. Now, remember, the Bible says he defiled her. This wasn't his wife. Sex was never meant to be outside of marriage. I would love to sit here and tell you and sit on some pious high horse and tell you I never had sex outside of marriage. That would be a lie. I did. And I shouldn't have period. Just letting you know the Bible says marriage is a uh, marriage is honorable in all things and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers. God will judge That's found in the book of Hebrews. Um, and Shechem spake unto his father Hamer, saying, get me this damsel to wife. So it's not his wife, right? Clearly. So this sexual act happened outside of marriage, which Israel and his family would adhere to what the Bible or what God says about this issue about marriage. Verse five, and Jacob heard uh, and Jacob heard uh, that he had defiled Dina, his daughter. Now his sons with his cattle uh, 
and his sons were with his cattle in the field, and Jacob held his peace until they were come. So Jacob was was bothered, um, and he held it in, and he was like, all right, I'm going to wait till my sons come, and we're going to have a family meeting, and we're going to talk about this. Verse 6, And Hamar, the father of Shechem, went out unto Jacob to commute with him, and the sons of Jacob came out of the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved, and they were very wroth, because he had wrought folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not be done, because they were not supposed to take mates of the Canaanites, remember. They were they were supposed to marry amongst amongst their people. They weren't supposed to go outside of that. And Hamer commune with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you, give her, uh, give her him to wife. Now the deed has already been done. They've already had sex. And see, there's so there's there's many things about sex that you have to know. One, again, as I've said, the Bible says. Um, marriage is honorable in all things and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. This is not the, the, the sexual acts conducted between a man and a woman is never supposed to happen outside of marriage. There's something that happens when you have sex with a person. So this is where drama comes in, right? You have boyfriends and girlfriends and they may live together, you know, do a lot of things together, whatever. When sex happens, you add in certain complications because there's certain natural attachments that come with sex. Now, some people have uh, what the Bible refers to as a seared conscience. They go past natural affections. They go past how God intended this, right? People who just sleep around with whoever, you have to sear your conscience to do that to some degree. I've done that before. I'm telling you, there is an attachment and there's something you have to go past to just be able to sleep with one person and another person and another person and another person with no emotional attachments. That's not how God set us out. That's not how God designed us. And we see that here. This is why Shechem longed for Dina. Once he slept with her, something happened, something behind the scenes, something spiritual and something very intricate happens. I know you have a lot of these, this super spiritual crowd that talks about transferring energies through. So I'm not getting into all of that. I'm just saying there's, there is a connection that happens between a man and a woman when sex is involved. And this is why this is meant for marriage not just anyone, marriage. All right. And make ye marriages with us and give your daughters unto us and take our daughters unto you. We mess up. And this is, this is what I'm seeing play out in this, in this chapter right here. We mess up 
we sin, we violate God's word instead of fixing it. Right. That like there's there's ways you can you can mitigate and fix what happened. But instead of fixing it, we add insult to injury and sin on top of sin. That's normally how we solve situations instead of breaking down like, OK, God, I'm wrong. I should not have done this. This is what I'm going to do moving forward. I'm going to move forward, abstain from this sin, blah, you know, X, Y, and Z, do this, that, or the other. And I'm, I'm going to explain to you my opinion on what should have been done by Israel versus what was done by his sons. All right. And make you marriages uh, with us and give your daughters unto us and take our daughters unto you. Now, first of all, what Israel should have said right there is, here's the deal. We serve the most high God of heaven and earth. You serve other gods. This is the instruction we were given by our God. We are not to take your sons and your daughters in marriage. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, because your son has already laid with my daughter Dina sexually that has to be remedied remedied they will have to be married that is the right thing to do but we cannot take your daughters uh to be our wives nor can we give our daughters uh to to your sons to be wives we can't do this that's what should have been done right here what we're going to see is something completely opposite. Now, remember, Dina's name means judgment. Jacob's uh, Israel's sins, his deception, his deceitfulness is coming back to haunt him tenfold in, in these passages of scripture right here. Um, <clears throat> verse 10, and ye shall dwell with us and the land shall be before you. Um, dwell and trade ye therein and get you possessions therein. So, Hey, let's exchange. Let's have a uh, business partnerships and agreements. Let's make some money together. Money's always involved, always involved. And Shechem said unto, un, and Shechem said, uh, unto her father and unto her brethren, let me find grace in your eyes. And what ye shall say unto me, I will give. So Shechem was serious, right? Now, something is going to be said about Shechem that reinforce my opinion of, of what Israel should have did. Now, that doesn't mean I'm correct, but I think it's a possibility I'm correct. All right. Verse 12. Uh, he's saying, yo, what, what, what do you want? What do I have to do to find favor with you? I'm willing to do it. Ask me never so much dowry and gift, and I will give according as ye shall say unto me, but give me the damsel to wife. Look, I love her like this. You could you could almost say this is the first Romeo and Juliet story, right? Not almost. You could say that this is. I would not be surprised if this is where Shakespeare drew his inspiration from. Now, I don't know much about Shakespeare. I've read some of his some of his works. Not a huge fan personally, but I've read some of his works, but I don't know much about him historically. I'm sure some 
uh, Shakespearean buff somewhere is listening to this and saying, yeah, this is exactly where he got inspiration. from." I don't know. Verse 13. And the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamar, his father, listen to this deceitfully and said, because he had defiled Dina, their sister, and they said unto them, we cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised for they were a reproach unto us. Now, another thing I thought as I'm reading this is why did they not introduce these people to the most high God of heaven and earth that they serve? Why didn't any one of them go to God and say and, and ask God to convert these people, tell these people they need to call on the name of the most high God of heaven and earth and, and draw down their idols and the false gods they worship. Um, all of these things go through my mind. Like, why wasn't that done? Why wasn't that the answer? No deceit comes in. They're going to add insult to injury and only make the situation worse. But in this, will we consent unto you? If ye will be as we be, that every male uh, of you be circumcised. Why are they circumcised, though? They're talking about they're, they're talking about the acts and the things God told them to do. But they're not talking about the most high God of heaven and earth. They're only talking about the things he told them to do. They're not truly trying to introduce them to God. I have a suspicion that had they done that, this would have turned out much different. And I actually believe these people would have been converted. My opinion. Again, just my opinion. Verse 16. Then will we give our daughters unto you and will take your daughters to us and will dwell with you and we will become one people. But if ye will hearken unto us and be certain to be circumcised, then we will take our daughters and we will be gone. But remember, they're being deceitful. Now, let me ask you, where did they learn this deceit? They not only learned it from their father, Israel. They also learned it from their grandfather, Laban. And this was, again, also taught to Israel by his father, Isaac, who learned it from his father, Abraham. See the pattern here? And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. And the young men deferred not to do the thing because he had delight in Jacob's daughter. And he was now listen to what the Bible says about Shechem. <clears throat> listen to this. And he was more honorable than all the house of of his father do you realize the opportunity that jacob's sons missed and therefore jacob himself missed and not handling this situation correctly 
The Bible says that Shechem was more honorable than all the men of his father's house. That word honorable means holding a distinguished rank in society, illustrious or noble, um, possessing a high mind, uh, actuated by principles of honor or scrupulous regard to probity, rectitude or reputation, um, conferring honor or procured by noble deeds, honorable wounds, consistent with honor or reputation, respected, worthy. This was a man that they could have actually trusted right now. The situation, it was a bad situation. They weren't supposed to, uh, uh, marry within the Canaanites, but what happened happened. There could have been a, a better remedy than what's coming. And Hamer and Shechem, his son came into the gate of their city and commune with the men of their city saying, these men are peaceable with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade therein for the land behold is large enough for them. <clears throat> let us take their daughters of us for wives and let us give them our daughters thing that wasn't supposed to be done. And like I said, this could have been easily handled, easily handled, but nobody spoke up. Only herein will the men consent unto us for to dwell with us to be one people. If every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. And here is what is mind blowing. These people were willing to acquiesce and to do what was what, what was requested of them by Israel and his sons. So why did they not introduce these people to the most high God of heaven and earth and have them tear down their idols? The people of Canaan could have become as one of the people of Israel. When bad decisions go from bad to worse, that's what happens when sin is at the gate. Shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Only let us consent unto them and they will dwell with us. And unto Hamor and unto Shechem, his sons, hearken all that went out of the gate of his city and every male was circumcised all that went out of the gate of his city. And it came to pass on the third day when they were sore that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brethren took each man, his sword came upon the city boldly and slew all the males. That's a bloody scene. That is a bloody scene. And the first time I read through this, not cognizant again of the fact that these are actual Bible accounts, not thinking about the people involved, not thinking about the attitudes and what they were doing. You just assume they get a pass for this. No, they what God is showing you in the Bible is he's not just showing you the 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 glowing history of people who followed him he's bearing everything out 
both their their faithfulness and their and their lack thereof. You're seeing it all. And they saw Hamar and Shechem, his son, with, and they slew uh, Hamar and Shechem, his son, with the edge of the sword and took Dina out of Shechem's house and went out. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and spoiled the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their sheep and their oxen, their asses and that which was in the city and that which was in the field and all their wealth and all their little ones and their wives took they captive and spoiled even all that was in the house. And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, ye have troubled me to stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites, And I being few in number, they shall gather themselves together against me and slay me and I shall be destroyed and my house. Now, we already know what God promised um, Israel, Jacob. So we know this is not going to happen. Right. They're not going to slay everybody. Right. That doesn't mean nothing bad is going to happen, but he's definitely not going to be decimated. And they said, should he deal with our sister? As with an harlot, all they were concerned about was revenge. Not what's right, but with revenge. And that revenge just added sin upon sin and insult to injury. This is what I find in my life. The moments where I did something I had no business doing. Instead of me correcting that situation biblically, however, I had to do it. You try to hide it. You try to go around it. You, you, you try to use sin to correct sin. How foolish is that? When I look back on my own life, I'm like, how foolish is that? And that's what we see in Genesis chapter 34. We see the sons of Israel trying to correct sin with sin and nobody spoke up. None of them thought to introduce these people to the most high God of heaven and earth that they worship. No, all they were, all they were concerned with is their deceit. And where did they learn that? And this is where Jacob's deceit has brought him to this point right here. Could have been much different. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.